This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, Chris, 21-19 Panthers lose preseason game number two to the New York Giants. I don't care about the final result, but three things stood out, Chris. Three things. One, there was some progress. Yes, lots. Uh, rookies looked like rookies. Yes, they did. And we scored some points, baby. We scored some points. You know what? And they all had a chance to win it at the end. I'm not worried about that as much. It's, but you know what, though? It mm. builds character situationally, though. We'll go with that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's start the summer. The state of North Carolina covers 53,000 square miles. It is the habitat of the feared Carolina Panthers. Get dialed in, Panthers fans, for an in-depth look at your team. Exclusive interviews. Locker room insight. Let's huddle up for Panthers Playbook. Here are your hosts, Dennis Cox and Chris Lee. Welcome back to Panthers Playbook. That's Chris Lee. Dennis Cox here with you. Make sure you subscribe, whether you're watching here on YouTube. Smash that subscribe button. Hit the likes. Leave comments as well. Or if you're listening to us on your favorite podcast platform, make sure you follow that as well so you don't miss any episode because the day after games, including the preseason, Chris and I, we're going to have a podcast episode for you. Absolutely. All right, Chris, let's dive right into this thing. 21-19, final score, Giants beat the Panthers, preseason game number two, up in New Jersey. Yeah. All right. I want to I go right to the, the – the starters play two drives on offense and defense each for the Carolina Panthers. We're going to let let's, – let's go to the offense first. We'll get into the defense a little bit later on because we, we saw Daniel Jones walk down the field uh, against the Panthers' defense. But – <laughs> let's let's get into the offense and what we saw. We saw progress from week and from game one to game 100%. two. There was progress. Now I know there was a three and out on that first drive. We'll break that that break that down in a little bit. But it was nice to see the offense sustain a long drive. Fifteen plays took up over ten minutes. That's against the starting defense or most of the starting defense for the New York Giants as well. It was nice to see the offense have that. I know it was aided by a, a roughing the passer call, but that happens in the NFL. Yes. They continue to sustain that. It ended in a field goal, could have been a touchdown, but nevertheless, it was nice to see that, that progress from game one to game two. It was great to see that. It'll be even greater to see that with, uh, with your full you know, starting staff, just to see what that looks like. You know, mm-hmm. No Miles Sanders, so we don't know what he will look like in this run game with him, uh, with the Carolina Panthers. And, of course, Austin Corbett's not there, and you're still trying to figure out the pieces on the offensive line uh, until then. But, yes, that's pretty much what I wanted to see. And I know that the calls are still vanilla. Uh, they're still not really running a lot of the things that I expected them to run or that I saw them run. Uh, in practice at training camp, um, which is fine. You, you want to you know, make sure that you're taking teams by surprise when, uh, when the actual regular season starts. But it was great to definitely see that progress. It was great to see them uh, move the pocket for Bryce Young yes. a little bit, let him kind of 
um, you know, move around to to find those different throwing lanes to also put a little bit of different pressure on the defense. Still, still not very excited about what the offensive line is doing. Think they mm-hmm. could have looked better uh, than they did, but they definitely looked a lot better than what they did against the Jets, which is what I wanted to see. Um, I don't have a lot of like small, like specific things to really point out. It's more so like taking a, a 10,000, 30,000 foot view okay. of what's going on. And so there's still a few things that I, I feel like needs to happen. First off, uh, in, in the notes that I wrote down is the, the offense will look better as the season goes along. It, it feels 100%. as if this is still, still guys who um, have just started really playing together uh, just a few weeks ago, right? They're still getting to know each other. They're still understanding each other's tendencies. Um, they're, they're still understanding and trying to get down this playbook and the different things that are possible within the playbook. So you can't necessarily expect this team to look like masters uh, of, of, you know, this happening when they just put on pads, what, three weeks ago, uh, three and a half weeks ago, whatever that is. So um, I'm going to take a little bit more patience with the offense because it feels like they're going to get better as time goes along. And then also there's still going to be an issue with short yardage. I feel like I've been saying this about the Carolina Panthers Mm -hmm. for like the last three seasons. Pretty much since, uh, probably since CJ, what's the, uh, uh, since Mike uh, Davis was there, excuse me. Yeah. Um, you know, he was probably good short yardage back. And then even before him, there was a few years where uh, the Panthers didn't have a good short yardage situations uh, and, and short yards, op, short yard options. Um, we have three good running backs. So I, I'm not saying to take them out, but Raheem Blackshear, 5'9, 190. Yeah, right? he's, Hubbard, he's a pass catcher. Chuba Hubbard, 6'1", 210. Miles Sanders, when he plays, 5'11", 210. Miles Sanders is basically Christian McCaffrey. And, Dennis, you know I've been saying for a while, mm-hmm. I hated how the Carolina Panthers used Christian McCaffrey. I mean, different staff, of course. Uh, used Christian McCaffrey almost as like a three-down back. He could be, but in those short-yarded situations, you want to have a bigger bruiser. And there are some people out there who are available, who can help you out with that. Um, and so I'm wondering as the season goes along, uh, if they keep the same staff, if they don't uh, you know, look outside, if the game is on the line and you need this one yard to keep the chains moving, or you're going to have to punt it off to, to the other team and they might be able to walk it down the field on you. Um, would it be different if you had somebody like a Leonard Fournette, who's 230, you know, whatever pounds, uh, that can get that short yard situations? Or... Or what if you kept Deontay Foreman? Yeah, well, from last year, and he's not with the Chicago Bears right now. Well, so that's a, that's a that's a what if, what a coulda, you know, when you think about it. But nonetheless, it is, but it's it's yeah. an important part of of the mm-hmm. game, and I'm just not sure that you have the guys with the size to push the pile when you have you know all these you know multiple 300 pounders that are uh, trying to push you back. Maybe uh, plug Frankie Louvu in at running back. Give him the rock. He's fast <laughs> enough. Hey, I'd be four. The guy's versatile enough. I'm sure he can carry the ball. Yeah. So, I mean, okay. So that's, that's an, an aspect that we would like to see. Again, that's, that's, a, that's a personnel decision. That's up to Scott Fitterer right. uh, to, come, to come make that decision. So I'm, I'm with you on that, though. They do need someone that can pick up those short yardage situations. There are guys out there. But 
Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, you gave that little 30,000-foot view. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to lower it down to about 5,000 feet. So a couple things that I saw, we talked about like progress from game one to game two. Mm. There is progress from series one to series two offensively, I saw yes. from, from the Panthers. So, all right, I know it was a three and out. We'll get into some situational stuff here in a second. But the very first run play for, for, for Chuba Hubbard got hit in the backfield because Chandler Zavala got beat to the inside, yes. got pushed back. I think it was by Dexter Lawrence. Dexter Lawrence is an all-pro player. I get it. But, hey, Chandler, you're going to have to play against those guys uh, here in the NFL. So he gets beat. Chuba Hubbard's able to squirm his way to pick up one yard. I was like, actually, I'm like pretty good by Chuba Hubbard to actually avoid a tackle in the backfield and actually gain positive yards. So I'll give Chuba Hubbard credit on that one. But Zavala got beat. And then on third and four, Bryce Young buys himself a little bit of time, kind of slides over to his left on third and four on a passing play. Looks for Jonathan Mingo over the middle, but as soon as Bryce Young is releasing the football, Mingo just stops his route, like stops yeah. running. Yeah. And so clearly some, yeah. I don't know if he was thinking like, all right, I'm just going to settle in this zone here. But Bryce Young's thinking, hey, he's on the move. I'm going to hit him. The throw, I think, in my opinion, was right by Bryce Young. It was the right look. It was the right play. Mm-hmm. Mingo just did not continue his route. So the Panthers go three and out after they were gifted first and five after an offsides call. That goes back to what I was saying about the chemistry and they're just yes. starting to really work together. Like that will get fixed, I believe. Like that's not something that I feel like is indicative of how the team will look like in, in November. Exactly. So this is where we talk about progress from series one to series mm-hmm. two. All right. So in the second series, we saw Jonathan Bingo on a crossing route make a catch, run through a defensive back, run through a defender and pick up extra yardage yes. after that, which gave the offense a first down, which helped extend a drive. He's looking like a bigger DJ Moore in some ways. Exactly. Mike, that's the physicality that we wanted to see from him in terms of his size and his build, catch and run, not just catch and run in open space, but fight through a tackle, progress. So we also see Chandler Zavala also on some pass rushing situations not give up a whole lot, which was really nice to see as well. So that's progress from game one to game two, but series one to series two. Also some things I really liked. You mentioned it earlier, the mobility that they use with Bryce Young. Let this guy move out of the pocket a little bit. When they started to do that, it's like, oh, it opened up a lot. We even saw him him roll into his left completing passes. I remember he had one to Adam Thielen on that long drive uh, where Adam Thielen had to make a catch and stepped out of bounds and picked up a first down. So we saw the mobility uh, from Bryce Young, which I was like, this is awesome. This was great to see. Um, I was like, more of this, please. But things that now, all right, we saw them progress in terms of, all right, we saw a nice, long, sustained drive, right? Mm -hmm. 
Now we start to get into situational stuff where the Panthers need to improve upon. So on that very first drive of the game, the Panthers' defense gives up a 10-play drive, takes just under five minutes to give up a touchdown. We'll talk about that soon. We will. But you as an offense, knowing that your defense is just out there for 10 straight plays and you saw that other team's offense cooking, you can't go three and out. You have to give yourself at least when, a first When you're down. starting off as a first and five. Exactly. That's exactly my point. <laughs> you can't get five yards. <laughs> exactly. Like you're first and five. But this is, again, where we saw the rookies with mm-hmm. Hubbard getting, getting pressured up the middle and getting beat. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Zavala. Hubbard, yeah. Hubbard on his run getting, uh, with, with Chandler Zavala. And then Jonathan Mingo. Again, two yeah. rookies. So, again, you can't go three and out when you have first and five. Okay, because you have to give your defense time to recover as well as time to make adjustments and discuss things over on the sideline. Because if you get in that situation in a, in a, in a regular season game, because the, the, the Giants responded by coming back with Tarod Taylor. So they mm-hmm. didn't put Daniel Jones and the starters back out there. In a real regular season game, that offense is going to be right back out there on the field. Before you know it, you might be down 10 or 14 nothing if you had like three plays offensively and your defense is already getting gas. Those are things that, again, situationally, you don't have to necessarily go and score, but at least go five, six plays. Second thing is, on that long drive, I know you're aided by a, uh, a roughing the passer call. It happens in the NFL. But you had first and 10 at the Giants' 11-yard line. Yes. Before you know it, you're third and long at the yes. 32. Yes. Like, because you gave up a sack. Yes. Uh, like, penalties, the whole deal. It's like, I'm sorry, like, red zone execution. You're first and 10 at the 11-yard line. You're in striking distance to score. And you had second and nine at the 10. And you went backwards. For, you know, again, you're on the 32. Now, I know they're able to pick up a big chunk play to get, you know, for a shorter field goal. But, again, this is situational stuff that we hopefully will see as the season uh, approaches. In, in those situations, you just know that this is a team that, like, this will get cleaned up. You're not going to see this week after week. Yeah. Uh, that's something that I, I kind of feel like, you know, Frank Reich is going to take care of that. Uh, you know, Hayden Hurst, you know, had, had the, the false start. Uh, you know, it, I can't remember if it was that drive or, or whatever. But, no, it was that uh, drive. It was that drive. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you had guys that are your veteran leaders that also were, like, taking you back. That just means to me that, like, everybody's just still in preseason form. They're, they're not even close yep. to their regular season form yet. Uh, hopefully they get there soon because there's only one preseason game left. But um, at least there's something on tape. At least you have uh, the experience of messing up. So you have it in your head now. Okay, let me make sure that uh, I'm, I'm progressing. Here's the one thing that is really concerning for me, though. Because a lot of the things that we mentioned just now are things that you just figure they're going to fix, right? It doesn't feel like these are going to be fundamental problems. This feels like a fundamental problem right here. Hmm. Where... The hell is Ikemaquanu? Mm. Great question. Because I, I, I looked a at a great question. I looked at a play where when Bryce Young got sacked, where Ikemaquanu had Kayvon Thibodeau right there on him. Didn't even look his direction when now I don't know what the play call was for him. I don't know what his protection call was. I don't know if there was a miscommunication, if he was expecting a chip or whatever. But all I know is Kayvon Thibodeau was able to have a free path yes. straight to Bryce Young, right past Ikemaquanu. Like, literally was not touched. And I love Icky. Like, I, lo- I enjoy, I've been enjoy- yeah. enjoyed, you know, covering him here at, uh, when he was at NC State. 
Uh, he's been great for us uh, since he's been down with the Panthers, been giving us, you know, one-on-ones and things like that. He was with us in the first episode. But, man, this is not why you were drafted number six overall in the 2022 draft. Yeah. Now, we're kind of – I'm wondering, is this going to be a pattern, right? Because his pattern last year was he started off slow. He had mm-hmm. that bad game against Miles Garrett, and we were like, uh-oh, what's going on? Ended up fixing it and had a really good season. Ended up being the highest graded uh, uh, lineman for the Carolina Panthers last season. Mm-hmm. Um, but is this going to get fixed? Do you are you going to be ready for the regular season? Uh, that's something I, I want to know because, uh, bro, like it's just it's not it's not looking good right now. And no. you know he's not going to go anywhere because like what is what are the options? Cam Irving? That's going to be even worse. Yeah. But like come on, like like that's going to be a problem for Bryce Young. Uh, if, if it keeps up that way. And that's the main thing that I'm looking at. PFF hasn't released their grades as, as we are uh, recording this right now, but I was very interested to see what the uh, offensive line grades were for this week, especially for Akim Aquanu. And as we're recording this, those grades aren't out. But I'll definitely be looking at that, and hopefully we can uh, talk about that for Thursday's episode. Young man's got to turn around fast, because like you said, yeah. do not want a guy like Kayvon Thibodeau just – beelining it straight to Bryce Young. But overall for the offensive line, it wasn't, it wasn't as bad as it could have been, though. Now, we know that all the starters didn't, you know, didn't play for, for each side. Uh, but, like, with a front like the, the Giants have, with Wink Martindale, you know, having all those different types of blitzes he can throw at you, like, I felt like this could have looked like the Giants, the, the Jets game, excuse me, or maybe even, even worse. And it was better. Now, you know, again, both teams probably didn't go as, as, as hard as they probably could have, mm-hmm. but I did see progress overall. I am worried, though, about our left tackle. Yeah. Well, hopefully that young man turns things around like you mentioned. He did it last season after that first game against Miles Garrett. More great news for carry commuters. With the new GoCarry app, you can track your bus live on the interactive map feature. Stay informed with the latest news and service updates right at your fingertips. Save your favorite locations and routes for quick and easy access, making your daily commute a breeze. Plus, with the GoCarry app, you can easily connect to GoCarry.org for even more resources and information. Best of all, the GoCarry app is absolutely free to download on the Apple and Google Play stores. GoCarry, where getting there is just a tap away jake i'm getting worried my house hunt's taking longer than expected we've made so many offers and keep losing out you could really use the jag advantage what's the jag advantage the jim allen group number one real estate team in the state since 1996 with the largest inventory of home sites in the triangle 11,000, and they rep more than 65 communities the jim allen group oh i get it the jag advantage score with the Jim Allen group at the jagadvantage.com equal housing opportunity let's turn things around let's go to the defensive side of the football you gonna let Daniel Jones just walk down the field and you like that come on no Derek Brown no Brian Burns Uh, no no Justin Houston I'm sorry does Derek Brown cover no Marquise Haynes does Derek Brown cover Darren Waller No. No, no no but part of that though is the pressure Mm-hmm. And and it didn't feel like there was a lot of pressure on Daniel Jones. No, there wasn't. Right? And so the, the guys that I just named, I just named, what, four names right there? Those yeah. four names are going to be there to, to put pressure on offensive lines. And it really didn't feel like uh, what's there outside of those guys give uh, 
the gave the Giants any pressure. They really didn't give the Jets a lot of pressure. Now, that is concerning a little bit because you would hope that Shai Tuttle, Marquand McCall, and everybody else would hey. be able to, you know, pressure uh, so the offensive line a little bit more. But you also understand that when Justin Houston and Brian Burns and Marquise Haynes and, and Derek Brown get there, it's going to be a different story. Um, but this also still shows that there's still some depth issues for the Carolina Panthers uh, on that defensive line. One, one name that we didn't really see stand out that we saw stand out in game one against the Jets was Amari Barno. I was hoping to see a little bit more from him in this game a little bit. I guess, I don't know. I, I was hoping to see a little bit more because this guy's fighting for a roster spot. And he showed out really well against the Jets, but I don't know. He was out there with the starters. So he made, Amari a, Barno. A, he made a good play, but he got that penalty. So yeah. it, it like kind of erased it or whatever. So I'm not worried about that. But I but I did notice he beat his uh, he beat his lineman like mm -hmm. twice, like really good, like two really good reps. So I still think that he showed me enough um, because, you know, we know that. I mean, this is a long season. Uh, you're not going to get those same like you might have one game where the matchups are perfect and you're going to have uh, the game he had against the Jets. Then the next time you may not have exactly that, but uh, you had a pretty good game. Um, because, you know, every, you're not going to have 17 sacks. You're not going to have one per, per game throughout the season uh, if you're Amari Barno. No. But I, I still liked what I saw out of him. I, I still believe that he's put together a great case to make the team. Hey, I'm with you on that. That's something we can actually can do maybe after the next uh, preseason game. Who gets cut? Who stays? Um, we, <laughs> Keep we Amari Barno because somebody's going to take him and turn him into a superstar if you don't. In a heartbeat. So that very first drive the giants go down the field 10 plays 75 yards four minutes 55 seconds and it was the daniel jones show no no saquon barkley uh i will say there there are a couple there were a couple really nice plays that i saw um von bell the big pass break up against darren waller Boy, just I'm played so the excited, boom man. on i was like ah i'm that so was excited nice for von bell and then jeremy chin up around the line of scrimmage with a tackle for a loss it's like ah that's the jeremy chin that I think we all want to see that guy that's up in around the box, up around the line of scrimmage, making plays uh, in the backfield uh, or somewhere near the line of scrimmage. That's the Jeremy Chin that we want to see. So, like those are a couple things that definitely stood out to me um, in a positive way. Uh, but I will say this: I know it was like very base and all that kind of stuff. I know the guys that you mentioned, Burns, Brown, Haynes, Houston, weren't there getting pressure up front. But Shaq Thompson in coverage for me felt like a liability. It really did. Yeah. Frankie, Frankie Louvu for yeah. me, I think, is better. And that was nice to see on the second drive. Frankie Louvu had a nice blitz and got pressure and, and deflected the ball by Tyrod Taylor, uh, which forced a three and out. But, yeah, Shaq Thompson in coverage felt like a liability a bit to me. It always feels like he's hit or miss in coverage. Um, and, you know, he, I think he's better as a, you know, especially he's better – if you put him in a zone where he can kind of sit back and he can kind of operate that way. Yeah. And that's where he's kind of picked up, like, you know, times when he does get his interceptions or, or PBUs, uh, you know, he's, he's better that way. But if he is, like, tailing a, a tight end or a running back or whatever, advantage tight end running back. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, it's just, you know, it's, and I don't think that that is the smart way to use uh, Shaq Thompson. But if, if he's out there, I guess, and you have to use him that way, then I guess you have to. You just hope that you can get enough pressure to where the ball doesn't get to uh, that particular person. Because we, we saw, I know, a man coverage Shaq Thompson against Darren Waller. Darren Waller is one of the best tight ends in the NFL. Um, he's yeah. good. But guess what? 
I'm sorry, you're going to play Kyle Pitts a couple of times this year, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you're, yes, you're, you are. You have to be able to cover these guys. Now, I know that they're keeping things super base, so I don't know how specifically they try to game plan for this game, but depending on who they're playing and what they want to do defensively, you might see situations where Shaq Thompson and, you know, like third and long situations might have to come off the field. And that's where you're sliding Jeremy Chin up to play man coverage, either against a running back or against a, a tight end uh, yeah. because he's has, he has the size to do that and the speed to do that. So again, all things that we have to take with a grain of salt because it is preseason game number two, but this is all we have to go off of, you know, that's it. This is all we have to go off of the game against the Jets, the game against the Giants. That's it. That's all we have right now as our barometer to measure these things. I will uh, say this. I'll, I'll give a few guys <clears throat> some credit. Um, last game, Deion Jones was uh, the lowest graded player on defense. Yeah. I thought he had a pretty good game. Yeah. Uh, I think that second touchdown that the uh, Giants scored with Tyrod Taylor was in, mm -hmm. which, hold on, by the way. I wish Tyrod Taylor was backing up uh, uh, <laughs> Bryce Young because, yeah. like, I, I don't know, he's he's still he still just looks good to me. Yeah, um, and it would be a decent starter if he needed to come in for a game or two. All right, let me get off of that. Um, but I felt like Deion, jo Deion Jones had a had a good um, a good little rush to the quarterback. Just got there literally just a second later, uh, and if he would have been there a second earlier, maybe that pass doesn't get off and that touchdown doesn't happen. But he still he showed he has some really good juice. Jamie Robinson, um, I think, stepped up a little bit. He had some. He had uh, that really bad missed tackle against the Jets uh, that led to a touchdown. I felt like I saw at times where he was a little bit more of a, a sure tackler. Uh, and these are the things that I that we talked about that I wanted to see happen. Right yeah. um, at the end of the day, it's it's preseason, so I didn't really care or get upset when certain touchdowns were scored, or or I'm not upset about the the Daniel Jones uh, drive. You know, in the first drive of the game. Again, you know, the full defensive staff wasn't there. They're not running their real stuff. And also, this offense <clears throat> under their head coach has been together already. They're going into their second year. So these guys yeah. have a, a feel. They know what they're doing with each other. They've, they've done this through uh, last year's preseason and then the regular season last year and this whole offseason. This is technically just the second time that this defense has been together yeah. um, under Ezero Evero. And they only and the starting defense only played one um, uh, series last week against the Jets. Mm -hmm. So I'm not that worried right now about any of that. Like, you know, going down, you know, Zach Wilson took him down the field. Daniel Jones took them down the field. I'm not worried about that. Um, I feel like I did see some improvements when it came down to tackling. I did feel like I, I saw some improvements towards the end of the game as uh, they're trying to lock things up a little bit. And there was that one drive where, uh, you know, it looked like Tyrod Taylor was starting to get his groove and then they had the sack and, and, and forced a, a punt. And um, I, I kind of feel like uh, the, the depth is going to be there in the secondary, the depth is going to be there with linebackers. Uh, I'm, I'm, I am worried about, uh, you know, the, the, the guys up front a little bit. Yeah. If there are injuries, the starters, I'm fine with. If there are injuries, who's going to back up Mark McCall and Shai Tuttle and Derek Brown and who's going to be there and be consistent in that? That's what I, what I think what I'll be looking for throughout the season. Well, every every team always has a question of depth. Yeah. You know, every team's got to go through. But you know what? But it's funny every we were talking about depth of linebacker, and now I'm not worried yeah. about that. Now I'm worried about depth elsewhere that I thought there was depth. 
Yeah, it's <laughs> a really good point. There's always going to be questions about that. But you know what? It's just a preseason game. When September hits, zero and zero record, which is all that matters. As long as we see progress, and I think, Chris, we did see progress from game one to game two. Still a ton to work on, but progress is a good thing. We will be back. Go ahead, Chris. I was just going to ask you what grade would you give the Panthers? We could just end it off like this. What, what grade would you give them based on what you saw from the Jets game to this game? C plus. I was going to say B minus. Okay. So right there. And, um, and I, I, think, I think that's good. Yeah. You know, um, because that still shows that there's still room for growth. Yeah. If, if, we're, if we are at an A plus point right now, I don't know if we have enough to talk about. <laughs> you know no i'd be concerned like oh this team's already peaked that yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that's a little bit different so all right make sure you subscribe smash the subscribe button hit the likes leave comments chris and i will interact with you in the comment section here on i YouTube. do not look like plies <laughs> okay i saw that that was funny it was like that's hilarious like <laughs> if you're listening on your favorite podcast platform make sure again you follow us leave us a nice five-star review again if you're watching this on youtube also subscribe to us there's gonna be links below in the description to make sure that you uh subscribe to us so if you can't watch on youtube you still have it in your favorite podcast platform that's chris i'm dennis we're gonna have another episode for you on thursday before the final preseason game chris and i'll be back with another episode of panthers playbook See you later. So when I was looking to transfer, it was um, a lot of one-on-one, -on -one, and it didn't feel like I got lost in a huge university because I knew that if I came here, there was going to be someone I could talk to about every aspect of the courses I needed to take, but also, too, I loved the smaller classroom sizes, and I liked how interactive and immersive all of the learning was going to be. It wasn't just going to be me sitting in a room with a couple hundred people and a professor who didn't know my name. To find out more about transferring to William Peace University, visit peace.edu. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.